0: AMD explains why their CPUs are dying, Jedi Survivor performs like absolute garbage on the best PC, and the ROG ally is coming in at a price point that will destroy the Steam Deck. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Friday, April 28th, 2023. But before we get into the news, I want to remind you that we are giving away this PC over on our Twitch channel today. So come join us. Come watch 12900KS with an RTX 4070 Ti, an absolute beautiful PC, all white. Corsair provided a lot of the parts for this build. So shout out to them for hooking us up with it. Intel provided the 12900. 100KS, and I'm giving it away to one of you. So come watch us over on Twitch in order to win that. But in case you missed this giveaway, don't worry. We got another one that we're gonna start right after that. And that's for this Fractal North build with the RTX 3070 Noctua edition. PC giveaways all the time over on our Twitch channel. Go go join us. And AMD's given a statement about the Ryzen 7000X3D chips dying. This one is actually a lot better than their first statement. And I think if they had taken some of the elements of what they put in this statement, I would have been much happier with their first. But now we have details of AMD getting to the bottom of why their CPUs are dying. AMD has said, we have root caused the issue and have already distributed a new AGISA that puts measures in place on certain power rails on AM5 motherboards to prevent the CPU from operating beyond its specification limits, including a cap on SOC voltage at 1.35 volts. None of these changes affect the ability of our Ryzen 7000 series processors to overclock memory using Expo or XMP kits or boost performance using PBO technology. We expect all of our ODM partners to release new BIOS for their AM5 boards over the next few days. We recommend all users to check their motherboard manufacturer's website and update their BIOS to ensure their system has the most up-to-date software for their processor. So that first part, obviously they couldn't have included this in their original statement. They could have been a bit more forthcoming about saying, hey, there's actually a severe issue, please watch out, disable Expo, all of that until we get to the root cause of the issue. But this next sentence and how they end it should have been in the first statement, but I'm so thankful it is now here in the second statement saying, anyone whose CPU may have been impacted by this issue should contact AMD customer support. And here's the kicker. Our customer service team is aware of the situation and prioritizing these cases. That's what they should have said from the beginning. Thank you AMD for correcting it, for actually being a bit more active in your communication, indicating what's happening, what's going on and what people can expect from you. This is an improvement. This should have been how it was done from the beginning, but I'm glad to see that we're here now. Guys, make sure you disable Expo until you get in a BIOS update that makes it so that the SOC voltage doesn't peak or manually set your SOC voltage. So again, it doesn't go over 1.3 volts. And hopefully you will be safe with your X3D chips. Good on AMD for getting to the bottom of this so quickly. And hopefully for the next controversy that they likely find themselves embroiled in, they will actually have better forthright communication with their customers. Saying that they are prioritizing that with their customer support lets people know that this is a different level of what you can normally expect beyond what just happened with the 7900 XTX where they told people to go fly a kite. And while Intel's previous head of graphics, Raja Kadori is off flying a kite in his new AI company, they've got a new head of their GPU division. Deepak Patil is going to be the brand new head of graphics replacing Raja Kadori he Currently he's the chief technology and strategy officer Officer at the Intel Data Center and AI Group and previously served at Dell Apex. Intel came out and said that Intel will deliver competitive accelerated computing products and build scalable systems with easy to program software and a predictable cadence. Deepak Patil will serve as the CVP and general manager of the accelerated computing systems and graphics AXG group. Having held senior engineering leadership positions across the high tech industry, including being a founding member of Microsoft Azure and leading Dell's Apex as a service business, he understands the important role of that software and open ecosystem play in enabling application developers and service providers to bring innovative solutions to market at scale. Additionally, continuing his rich system software and services experience will build on the deep silicon and graphics architecture and engineering ex- expertise in AXG to accelerate the growth of Intel's position, the AI, HPC, and client graphics market. They only mentioned the client graphics market once, so they must be canceling it. I heard a rumor one time that Intel's getting rid of all of their client graphics cards because they're not doing well and they don't want to do them again, so they're actually going to die because so, they only said it once. That's a rumor I heard and that's what I'm reporting here. That's sarcasm, in case you can't tell. And I sarcastically said I was gonna fire Reese yesterday in case he didn't do UFD deals, and then he did UFD deals with no voice because that man is sick, and now I feel terrible as a human being and as his boss, allegedly. Let's see what he has for us today.
1: Yo, welcome back to UFD deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I'm laughing at my own voice at this point because I sound like a a pack-a-day kinda guy. Meanwhile, I'm more like a deal-a-day kinda guy. Because first up, we have the Acer Nitro XF243Y. This 23.8-inch 1080p IPS monitor with 165Hz refresh rate is currently going for only $129.99, making it $90 off. But next, we have the AMD Ryzen 7 5700X. This 8-core 16-thread CPU is currently going for only $178.99 with the included promo code, bringing your total off to $120.01. And then last but not least, we have a special post courtesy of our friends and channel sponsors, Jawa, where I find one heck of a deal listed by the Cruisters Cruising PCs. This custom PC build features a Ryzen 5 1600 AF, which we recommend into the ground, along with a 16 gig kit of Corsair Vengeance LPX DDR4 RAM running at 3000 megahertz. We also have an AMD Radeon RX 5600 XT, which you usually don't find in this price bracket, along with a 480 gig ADATA SSD, all fit in a deep cool McCube case. I think they've done a fantastic job with this build. It's so clean. You can see the extra attention to detail with the cable extensions and everything. And at $549.99, I think it's a great pickup. Be sure to check out Jawa's site to find any other deals that might be right for you. We'll have everything linked in the description down below, but until next time, I'm going to hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers.
0: Thanks, buddy. Much appreciated. But I'm going to tell you, no matter what Jawa PC you picked out, it's not going to be able to run Jedi Survivor at a nice frame rate because reports are coming out that this latest Star Wars game, while it supposedly runs great on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series consoles, performs like absolute doggy do on the PC because of... VRAM issues, as you would guess it, but get your pitchforks down. Stop yelling at NVIDIA for only giving us 12 gigabytes of VRAM because even if you have a GPU with 20 gigabytes of VRAM, you're not actually going to be safe because reports are coming out from people who have access to the PC copy early that on a 3080 Ti can't get more than 50 FPS. Somebody with an RTX 4090, which I will remind you has 24 gigabytes of the fastest VRAM that's in a consumer card, can't get more than 45 FPS average while playing at 1440p. And part of this is because the game is using over 15 gigabytes of VRAM on average and sometimes is northward of 21 gigabytes. And this is part of the conversation that I've discussed. It's not just completely on graphics card manufacturers for not providing enough VRAM. These are bad PC ports that are coming out. Star Wars Jedi Survivor doesn't appear to be firmly optimized. They did say that they were gonna have a day one patch and upcoming patches for performance in the near future. But just like The Last of Us, it looks like this is just not optimized for PC at launch. It looks bad. This is why you don't pre-order games. But in case you bought an AMD CPU, you got this for free. In case you bought an AMD GPU, you got The Last of Us for free. So I think the thing that we can put together is that any game that AMD bundles with their products sucks on PC. That's the takeaway here, right, Kyler? Garbage! Garbage, you gotta watch out! AMD's gonna- They're they're involved in it somehow, it's a bad game. Again, sarcasm. What? Are you being an NVIDIA shill? I'm being an NVIDIA shill. Alright. That's why I give away so many NVIDIA graphics cards. Hurts nobody. Grows the economy. Speaking of an NVIDIA game, Bethesda released the PC spec requirements on Redfall with an exclusive NVIDIA trailer because it's going to be partnered with NVIDIA for all of their little gizmos and gadgets that they put in video games. So, the minimum spec on Redfall is going to be an i5 8400 or a Ryzen 5 1600 with an RX 580 or GTX 1070 and a minimum of six gigabytes of VRAM. The recommended spec is going to be 9700K or 2700X with a 5700 and RTX 2080 or any Intel Arc GPU with a minimum of eight gigabytes of VRAM. And then the ultra spec is going to be the exact same CPU with either a 6800 XT or an RTX 3080 with 10 gigabytes of VRAM. You're going to need a minimum of 100 gigabytes of storage. Let me know if Redfall looks like something that you want to play. Is this a game that you're getting excited about? I want to hear from you down below in the comments. But I can't tell you how excited I am for the upcoming ROG ally from Asus because we're getting details on the upcoming pricing of it. And while I've been skeptical of Rumors I've seen in the past, this one at least looks to be a little bit more legitimate and gets me so feisty for this handheld console. I cannot believe just how good it would possibly be at this upcoming leaked price point, which has been found on Best Buy, a leaked screenshot of Best Buy's webpage showing exactly what we can get out of not the base model ROG Ally, which is gonna have the Z1 chip, but the one with the Z1 Extreme. So this is the fastest one, allegedly is gonna be coming in at 600 and $99.99. So that's eight cores, 16 threads of the latest CPU, 12 compute units of RDNA3, a 120 Hertz refresh rate, lighter than the Steam Deck, 512 gigs of storage coming in at a price point that is only $50 more than the equivalent Steam Deck. Because while the Steam Deck does start at 399, that is only for the 64 gigabyte model. If you wanna get 512 gigs of storage, you're looking at 649. So this is an equivalent price point you're getting so much upgraded for just a 50 bucks more that i don't see valve selling a single 650 steam deck again at that at this competition. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. And then that leaves in consideration that this is the fastest ROG Ally coming in at $50 more. What is the base model gonna cost with the Z1? It's supposed to only have 256 gigs of storage. It's gonna be a much slower CPU and GPU setup, six cores, 12 threads, and then only four graphics compute units as opposed to the 12. So I could potentially see this getting close to that 399 base price that we see on the Steam Deck. Like Asus, appears if these leaks can be trusted to be going for the throat of Valve. Now, obviously screenshots can be faked, so we gotta take this with some tempered expectations. I'm not sure how well I can do that, but we are only about two weeks away from the official announcement if they don't come in at the 699 price point. I won't be so disappointed. I would say that this product based on what we know about it and based on other products that are supposed to have similar specs. $1,000 doesn't seem so out of line. So if they come in below $1,000, I think they still are sensible, just not exciting. At $699, that is game-changing. The amount of spec that you are getting for $700, the screen that you are getting, the gaming performance that you are getting, I just, this is what I want Valve to update the Steam Deck to, a Z1 Extreme chip I would pay so much extra money for it. I would love to see it. The only advantage that Valve might have is the fact that you have SteamOS 3.0. There are still ways to get SteamOS onto a handheld like the ROG Ally. Additionally, Valve has said that they'd be willing to work with companies additionally to get SteamOS onto their handheld. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility that something like the RG Ally could get an official port of SteamOS in the future. I just, I am I would be so excited. Kyler, ah. Ah! Kyler, if it's $6.99, I'm going to give one away. Wow. <laughs> I'm making that promise here on Hot News. You can keep me to it. I'll see you guys back here on Monday for more of the hottest tech news out on the internet.